There's an interesting account in the scriptures in John chapter 5. It's almost a little bit contrary to the song that we just sung. Tell me the story of Jesus. Written by Fanny Crosby. And you've heard me recount the story numerous times that when she was about six weeks of age, she got the wrong medication for her eyes and she went blind for the rest of her life. Instead of looking with regret upon that, she chose to write words such as, tell me the story of Jesus, write on my heart every word. It is said that she wrote probably 12,000 hymns over her lifetime. Many of them have been put to music, and many of them are in our book. That concept of deciding to not let the circumstance guide or direct the pathway, but chose to let God direct the pathway, to take what was hers, where she was, not where she wished she could have been, where she hoped to be, and serve God where she was at the current time. In John chapter 5, starting at verse 1, And after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he'd already been in that condition a long time, He said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made well took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. And then it goes on with the charge against Jesus and healing on the Sabbath. But the concept of how do we view life? Is this the day that we're going to trust God? In Psalm 118, 24, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I was going to lead that song, number 15, but you're probably glad that I chose not to rejoice in that day. But it's the day that the Lord has made. And sometimes the people during the days of Jesus 
are very similar to the people of our day as well. That they knew God, they had his word, they had read great accounts of what God has done down through their history. The miraculous dealings that God had with his people, the miraculous healings, the deliverances, being freed from bondage, and all that was there. And they'd also, at least from the reading, had forgotten a few other things. They knew the great things, but they'd missed a few of the other commandments of God and the compassion of God. As they would read their scriptures, they would read passages that God has always been concerned for the poor, the afflicted, the widows and the orphans. And it always told his people to take care of those. And for whatever reason, as we look here in Jerusalem, there's a great multitude of sick people. And as the indication is from the man, there's no one there to help him. When the water was stirred, the man had had an opportunity, but somebody would step in in front of him. But it's also interesting whether he knew that who was, he was talking to was Jesus or not. We do not know. He says, sir, I have no one to put me in the water. What is he doing? Do you want to be made well? And what is he saying? Here's all the reasons why I cannot be made well. I've got my excuses. Rather than saying, yes, I want to be made well. Is this going to be the time, he's thinking, will this be the time that I will bake it down to the water and maybe be healed? But he had been there, we don't know if he's been there the whole 38 years, but we know he's been lame for 38 years. Sitting on his mat. And every day being the same. Waiting, watching, hoping. Not so much about changes. Because sitting there had become a way of life for him. This is who I am. This is where I'm at, and this is the way it's going to be. Sound familiar at times? There's nothing I can do. Cannot change the circumstances, cannot change the conditions, cannot change the life. This is what life is. This life is basically stagnant. He's not looking deep within. Who is he? He's in Jerusalem. 
He's in the area around the temple. Would it be a Jew? A Jew who had a knowledge of God to some degree. And we, who are we? Are we not God's children? Do we not believe in God? We read Ephesians 3.20. Do we honestly believe that? Our God, he is able. Just those words alone. Do we believe those? Do we believe that our God is able to change our life? And do we believe the rest of the passage? He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Not according to us, but it's according to the power that works within us. So where's the limitation? The limitation is us. Not believing God. Not believing he knows who we are. Not believing he understands where we are or the condition we may be in. And understanding that we do not trust him. We hear a world that uses the word miracle really fairly frequently and for whatever reason they want to use it for. That was a miracle. When things have happened that were unexpected. But do we know and do we believe and do we trust, do we honor and do we act? with a God who interacts with us. He is convinced that life is going to change. He's convinced that there's going to be the troubling of the water, the stirring up of the water, and that pool of water there. So he sits on the mat, waiting, watching, and hoping things are going to change. Hasn't acted, but he's hoping. He knows there's others there, and when that water is stirred, before he could move, another one got up and made their entrance to it. When I see, do we work that way sometimes in our life? When I see something that is different, that would be an indication that God is working, then I'm going to act. Where is the trust in trusting God? Where is the belief that God works in our lives? We believe it to a degree. We see our life is being changed, has been changed, is changing. But this man lived in a time in the midst of God's people. Do not know of 
on that porch. He had not heard about this one called Jesus. Read the early accounts of the Gospels. Multitudes upon multitudes were healed. Wherever he went, he was healing. His fame went out. And those that were sick all around came in to be healed by him. And I've always found it interesting that the multitudes and the multitudes that were healed, sickness and death was still there. They still got sick afterwards, or those there'd be others that would get sick. Is that it? If God does the healing, if God does the miracle in the physical realm that we can see and behold, that's what we need to convince us? What happens in the physical realm is what? It's only temporary. Even if it lasts your lifetime, it's only temporary. The physical healing, the spiritual or the physical blessings we may receive, they're only temporary because death will come and that will be the end of that. But there was that belief there in that pool of water that there would be healing properties that would be a part of that life. But he's living that life as soon as, well, this will be the time, but as soon as. Do we live our life that way, even in the spiritual realm? As soon as, and we can fill in the blanks, as soon as we get that new building built, things are going to change. As soon as this takes place, this is what's going to happen. We're living for that soon as, based on what? Based on what I can see. Based on what I would perceive. As soon as this takes place, we do that in the physical life. We live that life as soon as. Children are grown, I can't wait for that soon as. As soon as I get to be 16, I can get the car as soon as I get out of out from under the parents' house, I can do this as soon as I get a job. We go through life as doing that so many times, do we not? This as soon as. Then my situation is going to be different. Rather than living the life that we are or that we have, this is the day in which to serve the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day we ought to rejoice and be glad in it. This day may be that day 10 years ago that you would say, as soon as this day arrived, we're going to do this and that. Well, see, that day has arrived, and now we put it down, down the line. See, today is the tomorrow that you're worried about yesterday. What's going to happen? Well, as soon as these things fall into place, then we're going to do better within our life. 
And whatever it is, as soon as I get over this, then I'm going to do better. I talk to people all the time. As soon as I get over this illness, as soon as I take care of this, as soon as my job, job works out, whatever else it is, then I'm going to be more active. Then I'm going to do more for the Lord. I'm waiting more than I'm willing to serve. It's the serving now that matters. It's not what it's going to be like later on when things change, when things get sorted out. Have we not ever found out that what we think is going to take place in the future is never exactly what we thought it was going to be. Those that are older, you look forward to those golden years. Then you find out that really the metallic years. You got gold in your teeth and lead in your blood and the whole list goes on and what's, you know, the different changes that take place. It wasn't what you thought it was. Arthritis sits in. Whatever else is out there that can take place. Have we not learned that? Have we not seen that? Well, as soon as I get to retire, I've heard that down through the years, and I've mentioned various ones from time to time. As soon as I retire, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And then they're gone within six months. I worked 18 hours a day for 35 years just to look forward to retirement, and then when it came... They're gone. Never enjoyed it at all. The children did, but they never enjoyed it at all. We have that tendency. Living in the present, but not living in the present. Rejoicing and being happy in serving in the presence, in the present time. God gave us this day. It's the only day that we have right now, that God gave us this day. It is a day to glorify and to serve God. We need to be about the task of doing that. Jesus doesn't help the man into the water. He said, as long as somebody could help me get into the water, I'll be okay. Jesus just speaks to him. What you need is already there. Do you trust God? Take up your bed and walk. How many would want to have left that mat behind that bed you've been sitting on for 38 years because you couldn't walk? I don't want that. Take up the bed and walk. And I'm saddened, I'm amused, but I'm saddened as I see those portrayals of, you know, it sounds so good that you can go to different channels on the television 
whatever else you use to, to watch things. And you can have, and they were channels that would just read the Bible. That's all they did, just simply read the Bible. But as they read the Bible, they were always, since it's television, you just don't have somebody reading or hearing them. They've got to show you what's going on. So they're always trying to show you what was going on as they read the Bible. And it's been amusing and it's sad to see again because what's going to stick with you? What you hear or what you see? And they read this passage. And they will show the man sitting on the ground, cross-legged on his, on, on his legs. And Jesus tells him to rise up to the walk. And you can see that individual as he struggles and, and you know, cries, tries to get up. And then when he gets up, he stumbles around. And, and, you know, and it takes a long time before he reaches the point where he's walking. Why do we doubt the power of God that much? If Jesus says, rise and walk, why do we believe he could not do just that? We've got that human element in us. See, it goes back to Ephesians 3.20. Our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Jesus is telling that man, you don't need to be put into the water. You need to rise up and to walk. Much more than he had anticipated. Do we trust God in working in our lives? Circumstances are a part of our lives. But they also are affected by our life. You determine the degree that you choose to be happy. I could be happy only if. If I had this, that would make me happy. Whatever that was, whatever that may be. If my circumstances changed, I could be happy. I live in a world created by God. I have a life that God has created. He gave me breath. He gave me family, gave me friends. He has the power. I've seen it in my life. You've seen it in your life. He has the power to change circumstances. We feel hindered by them. My circumstances will not let me. What about God? What about God? I've mentioned before that I'm very reluctant, if you will, to look back at incidents within my life and to say, I see God's hand in that. 
I know in that case, God interacted into my life. But I can say, if I look back on my life, I, I do see the fingerprints of God all over the place. How do you explain this? How do you explain that? Why would this, these things work out that particular way? I say God's hand. I see it in his word. As you read his word, there's no way that you can, as you're reading it, can figure out, what is he doing? How is this working out? How is that his will being accomplished? Why did it take him nearly 4,000 years from our calculations and so forth, from Adam and Eve until the coming of Jesus, to reveal his plan to man? Why all those years in between and why all that? What we do not see, we catch glimpses of it, and that ought to tell us something. You look at Daniel 2. In the days of these kings, God will build a kingdom that will never be destroyed. And as you read Daniel, you find before these kingdoms ever came into existence, God called those kingdoms by name, except for the Roman Empire. The Babylonians, the Medes and the Persians, and the Greeks. He gives their names before they came into power. Does God interact in the lives of people? Does he work his will out? Why then would I sit back and, and say, well, when my circumstances change, who controls the life, the circumstances or you? What are you going to do? As we live our lives, as this year closes out, and as we begin to go into a new year, are we going to live by that thought? This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day God has given to me. Let me live it for His glory and for His honor. Because of his love and his patience with me. Or I'm going to say, well, I know I should. But you see, this, this year is not quite over. But come Tuesday, I'm going to make these changes. You're going to make your New Year's resolutions. And then see how long we keep those A better tomorrow or a better day, a better life does not start tomorrow. It starts today. Now is the time. I'm here. I believe in him. I read his word. I believe his word is absolutely true. I know he cares. And I know he works his will. Don't let me be, as a lame man, for 38 years, saying maybe this will be the time that I'll get down to the water. 38 years. Maybe this will be the time. God is there. 
God is working and wanting to work in our lives. But it's a decision that we have to make. It's not as soon as, it's now. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to give the life and the heart and the love to God. And the life is not where it needs to be. Again, God in his love, his patience and his mercy, his long-suffering and forbearance grants us time, grants us today to make a change. In light of that invitation song, there is a great day coming. And as you hear and as we sing and teach one, one another in our song, it's one of two ways. It's either a great day or it's a sad day. It's not based upon what you would like to do. It's not based upon what you plan to do. It's based on what you are doing. What are you doing with your life today? If you need to make a change in your life, if we could assist you, if we could help you in any way in that decision, we'd want to encourage you to do that. If you need the help in the prayers of your brothers and sisters in Christ, we'd want to encourage you to do that as well and to come as together we stand and sing.